0: Google, who loves you, baby. You do, big
1: daddy. Mm hmm. Anyway, <laughs> I can't even start the fucking episode. <laughs> 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 fucking technology. Okay, and welcome to another episode of coffee. And, <laughs> and welcome to another episode of coffee and comics. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get this out. <laughs> and welcome to another episode. <laughs> Damn it, shit. Ooh, All I'm right, that. I'm, editing edit, stuff yeah, I'm the gonna playlist. edit the show. That okay? Hang on. I mean, it's
0: already been. Uh... Oh shit! Like you know, we've been on the phone for like an hour. You want to just call me back?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm I'm keeping the big daddy shit in there. Oh, you're gonna keep it in there? Yeah, I'm gonna keep it in there. And welcome to another episode of Coffee and Comics. Today, I will be drinking a nice, another Arabian blend. Yes, but with cheap creamer this time because I be broke. Mmm, budget cuts can be a bitch. They can be. I'm the bargain bin of coffee creamer as we speak. Ooh, hope it's not that stuff from Save-A-Lot. That's pretty rough. Nah, negative. I got a little more class than that. Walmart. That,
0: oh, thank God. Yeah, at least at least Walmart, you know... It actually will be in the coffee and not just make this weird film on the bottom of the cup.
1: That's gross. Uh, what are you drinking today? Uh, Chalkful of nuts. The the basic coffee, just the medium. Uh, the yeah, same, the that... same as the previous episode, available yeah. now in our archives. Yes. Yes, <laughs> but this time it's French vanilla. Right. So this, this episode, we're going to talk about comics that we're on the hunt for. So we've been on the hunt for a lot of books throughout our endless years of comic collecting, and these are just a few of them, just to give you an idea. So, if you own these books, you can send them to us. We will accept them with love and care, uh, yeah. and give you a shout out. Yeah, yeah, definitely get a shout out on the Twitter and the Instagram. Uh, so let's go. Uh, let's start it off here. NYX number four. This this is your top tier book. This is what you're after the most, correct? Second, three, then four. Ooh, so and uh, explain to the people what this book is. Well, I'm
0: sure everybody knows at this point, but uh, NYX number three is the first cameo appearance of X23, and number four is the first full appearance. And now,
1: obviously, now question thanks to Fox. <clears throat> so I have a question: Is this is this where she was like a sex slave or something like that? And then they would she was an assassin, but then they would send her into like. Dirty pervert land, and then set off the uh, the scent that made her go berserk. Uh, most of that stuff came in the
0: uh, the mini. That was a lot. Oh. That a lot of that was in uh, Target X and her first uh, six issue. This one, she was a a runaway, and you find her. And unfortunately, the cover of the book's a little on the creepy side.
1: Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Definitely, a little dirty pervert. Yeah, definitely. Somebody drew that was a pervert. Uh, yeah, and unfortunately, you know, I
0: love the character, so I, I need the book, but I. Can't help that first cover. It's just
1: like, man. Yeah. So Dude. what's that? What's that book up to these days anyway? Raw, not graded. I know what it. I know what it is graded, but I mean, uh, raw. raw. The
0: cheapest one I saw was three fifty for like a six. Ooh. Six or for seven. a reader. Yeah. Well, last time I looked was a year or so ago, and hopefully, once the damn Logan hype is fully gone now, hopefully it'll start to go down a little bit. But at the same time, her characters become extremely popular. So,
1: right. Yeah. And I, and I know we're supposed to talk about just comics, but let's take let's let's deviate to the, uh, the Logan film. I, I didn't like the X-23 in that movie. They they got her. They got her. I don't know. Her body language. Correct. But the whole Spanish thing didn't quite understand that. And she was a lot younger than she was in NYX. Nah, I mean, in NYX, she was. A, she, I think she was a little older.
0: Mm-hmm. but i still didn't like the fact that they they took her out of the program so they you kind of skipped over all the assassin stuff so in this one they made her but basically never really used her she, you know they took her from the the, the thing she's on the run with Ham. they're trying to give her not you know not have her experience that life and i always thought it was cooler in the comics cuz you know by the time she starts heading towards the path of becoming the hero that we all love now she'd already killed a whole lot of people and uh, I don't know, I just really like the whole created assassin thing. It's what mm-hmm. I really like about her character. The fact that cloned from Wolverine, but the DNA was a little messed up, so they made her a woman. And just the fact that she's all about like precision, where Wolverine is kind of like an animal. She is specifically designed to be a lot more precise. So I, just, I
1: always thought that aspect was cool. She was just a perfect weapon. I can't remember. But, I can't remember off the top of my head. Is it Wolverine 88 or is it 86, where you see the test tube? It's like technically her first cameo because it's the X-23 test tube. Is it 86 or 88? I can't remember off the top of my head. I think,
0: man, I can't open up CVS, but a uh, CLZ, but I think it, I thought it was like 34. You can't miss yeah. it. Wolverine's on the cover with Cyber, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's Cyber and Wolverine on the cover. It's it's a yellow cover. It's a good cover because I love Cyber. Um, And that's actually why I bought the book initially. I was like, oh, Cyber on the cover. Buying it and then come to find out later, X twenty three is in the book technically in the in the little tube.
0: Yep that... it was a it was a nod because that came in around the same time as the animated series where the character originated from, mm-hmm. and uh, so the, as a nod to that, they put her on the tube, you know, X twenty three in the little test tube. So and, it and was a
1: fun nod. And <laughs> and that comic came out long before uh, X Men Evolution, which is where she was first introduced. Yeah, uh, two thousand, I believe. Right? And then when X-Men
0: Evolution was out, 2000,
1: right yeah, around the time I, of the movie. I wanna, yeah, I want to say that because I was still in high school when it was coming on. So, yeah, I think you might be right. But but she was already a fully grown adult then. She wasn't a child like she was in NYX. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was a teenager in the well, show all over. She was like 16, 17. She wasn't, in a, you know,
0: wasn't like she was 35
1: working at the 7-Eleven. Well, she has the Wolverine genes. She's probably a lot older than we know.
0: That's true. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just such a shame that it's, because of that freaking movie, it's become so outrageously expensive. And on top of that, so now the character's really popular. A lot of the books are graded. And to begin with, it was a low print run. So that doesn't help things.
1: Yeah, it was a, yeah, I remember.
0: But once, once the hype dies down, I think from what I've been hearing by a lot of different people that I know, I should be able to find one for about seventy-five to one hundred in in decent shape, like like a six or a seven, which is fine for me.
1: A lot of years ago, before the hype, man, you could find a raw one for like fifty, sixty bucks, maybe. Yeah,
0: like I said, it's just such a shame because I I love the character and I had I had a good bit of proof before I sold all my comics. for a while, I had the proof. I was definitely a
1: fan way before all this hype, and you know, now I'm paying the piper. Right. And since we're talking about realistically obtaining keys, you know, I, I mean, anybody would want, you know, Detective Comics twenty-seven, Batman number one, Action Comics number one. Sure, sure, that could be the top of the list for anybody. But these are actually obtainable. They're out there. They're affordable-ish-ish. Yeah, well, this book here, the NYX, is the I
0: believe the most expensive book on my list. Probably maybe one of the other ones. I think one of the one might be up there too. But this one's definitely the most expensive that I'm aware of.
1: I think it is. Uh, o- overseeing the list here, yeah, I could pretty much say that. Um, so let me talk about one of mine. I'm kind of looking for Aquaman 35, which is the first appearance of Black Manna. Now, I've come across the book plenty, but couldn't seal the deal on it. Uh, Comic Con a couple of years ago, I could have gotten it for oh, what did the guy want? He wanted like 125, and I was like, "Ah, eh, bro, let's do let's do 80." I mean, I was talking to him about condition and you know all this stuff, and he's just looking at me like. Yeah, but the hype. You know, oh, he's going to be in the Aquaman movie and all this shit. And this is before Aquaman even had one iota of film done. I mean, this was just, he's going to be in the movie. The movie didn't even start production. Okay. You know what?
0: Wasn't I, I think I was with you when you tried
1: to get that one. Didn't you end up, you end up not getting it, and instead you got uh, Ocean Master, right? Like in a, in a couple other books. I went to another booth and got Ocean Master and second appearance of Black Man, which is a way better cover, by the way. Um, yeah but yeah um what's his I name mean, you can't nick, really blame nick, the nick candy i think nick Can it's nick something that did, did the art for the uh, aquaman
0: plus you should probably you know the other thing is i remember you saying that if you did get it your comic-con would pretty
1: much be done that would have been all the funds uh that's essentially what i went to the con for was to find that black man that was my that was my goal, but walking out with Ocean Master is is not a bad thing. I love Ocean yeah. Master. They didn't even mention Ocean Master in the movie, so there was no hype around Ocean Master. I just love Norm. I uh, love Norm. <laughs> Orm. And so He's I got that, down. and I was very happy. I got that. I got the Ocean Master and the second appearance of Black Mana for 80 bucks. Good deal. Yeah. Yeah. Sold. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. And, it was, was, and they're in really good. good condition. Oh, they're in really good condition. They're at least 6.57s. And as old as that's they great. are, that's immaculate. That was a good Comic-Con.
0: That was where I got uh, First Lady Shiva in the nicest and only copy I've ever seen of it.
1: Uh, CTC has a couple listed um, that are high grades. So when you submit yours, I hope that you get like a 9.8. I, I hope that's- that you have the highest graded Lady Shiva first appearance in existence. That would be it. An awesome trope for you, my friend. That would be amazing. I love the character. I'm was surprised to to find the book. It was just, it's
0: such a damn obscure book. That's the, that's, it's, I haven't even seen many issues of the series that she that goes to. That's the funny thing.
1: Didn't she train the question? Yeah. Didn't she kick yeah. his ass a lot? Yes. Yes, <laughs> she did.
0: And the great Denny O'Neill 87 run, which everybody ever should read.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it, like, it's like on that Watchmen literary scale. You know what I mean? Like it's real wordy, but it's, it's got its fun parts too. It's got its action and stuff like that, but it's real wordy. It, it's an overall story over action.
0: And that's yeah. perfectly
1: fine for what that comic is. Yeah, really cool. it was,
0: it's really, really good. I, you know, I, I tell people all the time, if you like it and it's, it's kind of a sad story,
1: but it's so great. It's, you know, treat yourself. Absolutely. If you can find it. I mean, it's not an expensive book. If you can find Lady Shiva out there, I mean, you know, she she has an underground following, man. You know, kind of like Red Sanja. You know what I mean? Like, she's out there. She's got a lot of books. People like her. But yeah, there's not a movie being made about her or anything like that. I mean, she was in uh,
0: Lady Shiva was in um, she was in Arkham Origins and i think she's popped up here in a few of the dc things and maybe even in in the arrowverse in a very un- underrated role mm-hmm. i think i know i know china white was in arrowverse for like an episode but uh oh, yeah there you she...
1: got with your china white obsession you really do yeah. love that woman uh, hey she was she was cool an evil
0: freaking drug lord who was pretty sadistic kicked a lot of ass i i don't know why they never used the character again made no sense to me
1: uh, that'll be another episode when we do Characters that need more love <laughs> Oh yeah There's, We could talk
0: about that easy
1: Definitely um, So talking about characters that need more love I mean I know they're bringing him back For Gotham and he looks like shit But uh, you got Vengeance of Bane number one which is Well first appearance of Bane You've already owned the book once in your life But now you must reattain it Yeah uh, the one, Good job the one. dumbass no, nah, no. Nah. The one I had,
0: because, you know, I I definitely tried to get out of the, the biz when I sold them all. The one I had... Um, <laughs> you retired? Of, you retired yeah, for a
1: whole eight months?
0: It was almost a year. Uh-huh. But uh, the uh, the one I had, being that it's in a, like a, one of those graphic novel thicker forms, it's got a side piece where you could actually read the name of the book. The one I had, it was completely ripped off. So knowing that Vengeance of Bane isn't... Isn't really that expensive. It's generally a forty to fifty dollar book. I knew I could obtain it again one day.
1: You got it on Fat Punisher, didn't you? Yes, I did. Oh, and for Uh, the people that don't know, uh, Fat Punisher is a guy that what? what, Oh, is he dead? No, but you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So anyway, Fat Punisher was a guy that was in fact a little overweight that always wore Punisher shirts a size too small. So we ended up just calling him Fat Punisher. We didn't know his real name. So the name kind of stuck. So Fat Punisher didn't do DC. Like he had a he had a large backstock of issues, but he did not do DC. He was a Marvel guy, but he sold DC. So we used, we used to take him uh, trade-in books, you know, books that we didn't want. He'd give us like, what, 50 cents per issue, something like so that? He, yeah, he'd give us really good store cred. Yes, and he had a lot of books. Yes, he did. And I'm pretty sure he didn't own them. I'm pretty sure he stole them. But anyway, that's a different story. Um, So we would just go in there and just go through and just get all these DC books and stuff, you know, because he didn't know anything about it. So Sean takes him a bunch of trading credit and goes, how about this book? And it's Vengeance of Bane number one. And Guy's like, yeah, sure. So that's how Sean got his first Bane because the guy did not no shit.
0: That was on top of some other books I already had. I, I got a couple books and I was like, I. Hey, could I have this too? And he goes, Nah, I don't care. He yeah. really just didn't care about DC. It, it was so funny. The only yeah. DC stuff he cared about, because she was really, really hot at the time, was uh Harley Quinn. Oh, of yeah. the whole Arkham stuff. She was really big. Well, I mean, she's obviously big now, but that was the only yeah. books he would care about. But other than that, yeah, he, he didn't give a shit.
1: Whatever. Yeah, Fat Punisher really didn't care. I got a few. I got a lot of good things off of him. Uh The Wolverine limited number one. You know, the the finger come get me, kind of the Frank Miller, uh, Chris Claremont one. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah, so I got that off him. Watchman number one in like 9.8 condition. I'm not even kidding. It's like flawless. Uh, First Taskmaster. Damn, I got a lot of shit off of him. I I can't can't even list everything. But, yeah, I got a lot of good stuff. If you ever get out of jail, Fat Punisher, hit us up on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Ah, fuck it. Let's just tell them. Okay, so Fat Punisher apparently stole all those books and was selling them at the flea market. There you go. So we were buying, we were buying contraband essentially. So, oh well. There's a lot of, there's still a couple of illegal books in my collection then, I guess. Not me. I sold all those. Yeah. Sean got rid of all the evidence. So, okay, let's move on from Fat Punisher. And, uh, let's talk about one of mine. Uh, the Silver Surfer 3 and 4. Do you, do you know what issues I'm talking about? No, I'm not from the, aware From the original run
0: I assume three and four of the second series
1: Is pretty easy to obtain Yes, yes, that's very easy to obtain No, the first run, the limited run Uh, So it's first appearance of Mephisto Is number three And number four is that great Thor Fighting Silver Surfer cover Oh yeah, yeah So yeah, and they had It was Stan Lee writing them And uh, John Buscema it was, did the art. And John Buscema is amazing. Like, he's like on that Kirby level for me. Everybody always praises John Romita and all that shit. Nah, dog. Buscema is where it's at. I'm telling you, that, that man, yeah. him, Perez, oh man, who else does really good covers? Uh, Simonson, oh, just, uh, Eric Larson does great stuff, uh, his Savage Dragon stuff, you know, he does everything for that really good. But he used to draw for Marvel, and I have this, uh, cover of a Marvel premiere that has him drawing Wolverine, and it is stellar. It is one of my favorite Wolverine covers. It is top notch. Love it. But, uh, The Silver Surfer 3 and 4, you know, uh, first Mephisto, I love Mephisto. Uh, if he's on the cover, I buy it. It's just how it goes. And the other one is that, uh, that Rainbow Bridge, uh, cover love that cover can't find it cheap nowhere to save my life but yeah sadly some of the uh
0: the sweet books are are hard to find especially in today's movie era where everything's a money book
1: yeah but that one that one's just for the cover you know people only buy that for the cover in the fight that's it mm-hmm. there's there's no real significance to it I mean it yeah it pushes the story forward just a tiny bit but it's all oh. about that cover. It's an iconic cover and it's been mocked so many times. You think that's
0: bad? I got an I got a uh, an uncanny X-Men that is a it was a became a $5 book because the shadow of X-23's right hand is on the front of the book. It's ridiculous.
1: That's the reason that it price jumped.
0: Yeah, there's it's it's part of a two-part series the uh, uh issues cuz she's in she's on the cover of the other one, but one it just has her hand in the distance. And it's it's just kind of like really this it's there's no other reason there's nothing the, the book even isn't even that significant I don't even remember what happens in the book it's so it's in, insignificant
1: <laughs> Yeah it's kind of weird how books sometimes jump up like we we've seen comics out in the wild for years now like multiple copies like um what was that book that went and then they shoot up in price like uh, that one cover of X Men where Rogue is kissing Gambit. All because they got married recently, that book jumped up because that was their first kiss. Like, yeah,
0: and and before then, the book okay. was everywhere.
1: Yeah, it, it's just it's crazy how they do that. Like, this is now a key book because this happened. Like, dude, Infinity
0: Gauntlet, obviously because of the movie, is right. a key book now. But it's ridiculous how much it's going for because they're not that limited. In my life, I've owned about ten copies, and I've seen about five hundred in the wild before you know before all the movie crap.
1: Yeah, remember I was buying them at the flea market for like twenty five cents a piece. Yeah, uh, and I was handing them out as stocking stuffers at Christmas. Come on now.
0: Yep, and now it's well, it was, you know it's like a
1: twenty to fifty dollar book for no real reason just yeah, because de- of a movie, depending on condition. Yeah, but I have I still have uh, I have two copies of it. I have one that's in really good shape, and then I have another one. It's a reader copy, but it's signed by Starlin.
0: Hmm. Uh, I've got a, a seven point five one myself. Yeah, but he but
1: he broke yours. No, he broke my Iron Man. Oh yeah, he broke your Iron Man fifty five, your first Thanos and Dragon yeah. Destroyer and the Blood Brothers.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, he broke the staple, but the the gauntlet's perfectly
1: fine. Yep. And they were CBCS, not CGC. Yes, we on this show do not support the CGC. We support CBCS only. Good people. If you need your books yeah. graded, go there. Take our better take people. our advice. Yeah, they're a lot better people. They're human. Yeah, better
0: people and better prices. You do not have to pay a percentage of your book to get graded, plus the price of the grading. You just pay for the grading, which is a little, you know, it's, it's just better price. Right. I had a really good experience with them.
1: Yep, I got a few books I gotta send them. Uh, my first cameo and, uh, first appearance of Crossbones, I really want done. My first apocalypse, or apocalyse, if you, ta- if we're talking about that guy at the flea market. What you want, what, what's that, first apocalypse? As he pulled out
0: <laughs> his comic price guide book and started skimming through. Yeah, that's when I said, screw you, bruh, moved
1: on. Mm hmm. No thank you, sir.
0: Ugh.
1: And then I went to another vendor at that same flea market and got first apocalypse for 25 cents.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I got the, it was stuck.
1: It was like the plastic, uh, the plastic cellophane covers and, yeah, it, it, and they were smashed the lady. in there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they were smashed in there. So good. And she had full runs and they were smashed in there. So good. So when we were flipping through, I guess a lot of them would stick. So I went up there one day and it just started flipping through and pulling them apart. And then bam, first apocalypse. I'm like, this Is a good day, <laughs> and funny enough, I think the same lady I got I got a
0: first cameo apocalypse because I got my first apocalypse when I used to own it from collectors when I had that gift card thing. I remember, yeah. But I got the first cameo from that same lady. She didn't care, man. A dollar, all right, or fifty cents, whatever they were charging.
1: Yeah, I think she was a uh, fifty cents, and yeah. then and then I got uh, what else did I get from her? I got a uh, shit. What the hell was it? Uh, fucking Batman. Ow. Uh, uh, Killing Sh- Joke. Shit, Batman the Killing Joke. Oh man, I got that first
0: McFarlane from her. The the uh, the spider, Amazing Spider Man was a uh, two ninety seven, I think it was. Oh, cameo Venom. Yeah. Yep, that was pretty pretty sweet. Or was, that, or the- was that Eddie Brock? It was. Eddie- I- it was, cause she, well, she had, I had, I got 297 and 298. I, got, I had all the ones leading up to 300. So it was like Cameo of all them. I didn't right. have 300, but I had the, the other ones.
1: I've never owned a 300. I wouldn't mind it. I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not the hugest Venom guy, but I do love that cover. I got a, uh, True Believer copy. that eh, I don't have to do. But, I mean, to own an actual one, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no. If it was at the right price, I wouldn't say no. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind it. And funny enough, they have um, I because
0: I like that cover, like most comic fans, they have a, a a silk number one variant. It's that same cover with silk? Hmm. I like silk.
1: So let's let's go back to some of the things on the list here. Um, I have for myself Batman number two fifty eight. Now this would be the first appearance of Arkham Asylum, and everybody here knows Arkham, Arkham Asylum. No doubt about it. If you've ever played a Batman game or read a Batman comic, you know all about Arkham Asylum. It's where they send the crazies. Or if you've watched the show Gotham, they go there a good bit. Yeah, but you but you would think they would beef up security. I mean, everybody breaks out of Arkham.
0: Uh, you know what? I think Gotham is just, they're so used to crime that they don't care. They're like, yeah, you know what? If they don't break out, the lawyers will get them out, which, whatever.
1: Well, I mean, in Batman the Animated Series, Joker broke out for Christmas to give Batman a gift. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's kind of infamous as the world's crappiest prison.
0: <laughs>
1: it's not a prison; it's an asylum. It's for the mentally ill. Yeah, but it's not very
0: good. It's it's almost never painted in a good light.
1: What was the? There was an Elseworlds book. What was that called? Uh, the one where Batman, Bruce Wayne, ran Arkham Asylum. It was like the the Waynes built the Arkham Asylum. Ah, uh, what one, what was that? I remember uh, that one. Yeah, it was a good one, but I can't. Re- I think I still own it. I'm pretty sure I do. Uh,
0: yeah, I I couldn't tell you the name, mm. but if anybody listening knows the name, feel free to comment the name.
1: Yeah, it I wasn't Holy Terror. I, I know that. Um, shit, I can't remember what yeah. it was called. It, it annoys me now that I can't remember. I'm usually, remember? I'm, usually I'm usually the human database for comic do you information Remember
0: the um do you remember the really good Arkham story they had it was about employees in Arkham and it was it was all about like what was going on there and it had um they would talk about how they had to deal with Joker and and Killer Croc and how they had loan. it was all about like 48 hours or something like that in Arkham was this and, the Elseworlds uh, book it was it was I can't remember and one of them used the light bulb to escape uh, what was the book it was really cool because it, it was just it dealt with two employees and like all the crap they had to deal with, all the craziness that you never think about inside the asylum. And it was it was kind of a cool book. Uh, uh, sounds like it's something I'd like to read, but
1: yeah, I can't I can't remember the name now. But I, I'd, I'd I'd like to actually just own the first Arkham Asylum because you know a lot of the the best villains pretty much ever in comics have gone to Arkham. So yeah,
0: say what you want, but. Batman, you know, he still has probably the best rogues gallery.
1: I think Arkham Asylum is synonymous with Batman. I mean, you think about Batman, you think about Arkham Asylum and the Joker, of course. But they kind of yeah. go hand in hand. So it's crazy, though, right? Like, they didn't introduce that until 258 issues into Batman, not to and mention Detective su- Comics.
0: And yet it's such a big part of the of the mythos.
1: Yeah. Ain't that crazy? Like, that's that more of crazy. a, I mean, I mean, it was like 1960, I want to say. Yeah, I think it was yeah, nineteen sixty. So we've only had Arkham Asylum for what sixty almost sixty years now? Give or take. Yeah. Fifty nine years. It's crazy. You that would assume that you would assume that's something that would have been like in lore at the very beginning, you know?
0: Well yeah, in the very beginning. Batman used to kill people and we don't talk about that.
1: No, we don't talk about that. <laughs> yep. So you have a you have a Batman book on your list here. You have Batman 635. What what's the significance on that? I'm a little lost. 635 is uh first Red Hood. Ooh. The first time you see Jason Todd as Red Hood,
0: obviously, not the Joker. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's a good pick. That's a good pick.
0: An affordable not, pick at that. Yeah, it's uh Red Hood is obviously my favorite Robin. Basically, well, ish Robin. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a Tim Drake guy myself. I enjoy Tim Drake I just, I've always liked the the style of Red Hood. I feel like somebody was like, "What if John Woo did a Robin?" And they're like, "Yeah, he'd be freaking Red Hood. He's got a fucking motorcycle and an Iron Man helmet and a couple of pistols." And I just
1: always thought the character was really great. Yeah, but and tra- tra- tragic, <clears throat> tragic, uh, becoming Red Hood, like the backstory behind that—that's just messed up. Uh, I-
0: both versions, even the uh the Arkham o- Origin Origins game, the uh sorry the Arkham Knight backstory to him, it's it's pretty fucked. Um, he definitely is a mentally broken character. When in his past, they just they just they love just making
1: just torturing the poor guy. What about that uh, that Batman annual that I traded you? That was really good. Yeah, I know. Uh, I like It was that. really really good, and it showed the one panel that uh, that he lived when they when they killed off uh, Jason Todd. Yep. Uh, the the end of the annual has uh, the uh, if he to
0: live. Plus it was it was a good a good story and um for me anyway, usually if it's any kind of uh, Red Hood related stuff, especially of significance, I usually pick it up or honestly just if it's his story as in just yesterday I bought oh, there's a mini series I didn't even know existed, I'm like, Hey hey Red Hood, yeah I'll take all these.
1: Yeah. Yep. it's, uh, good, it's, it's a good character, man. I, I, I like, like Red Hood just fine. I love the animated that, movie too. Yeah, that was probably easily one of their best
0: movies. Under that the was, Red Hood. Yeah, Under the Red Hood's fantastic, and it's I, fairly. I haven't watched it in a while. I believe it's on a Voodoo.
1: I might have to watch it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 good. I'm pretty sure I have the Voodoo with that one. If not, I can uh, stream it live on uh, Twitter. You can just watch it on Twitter.
1: No, oh, I appreciate that. No, I'll find a way to get it myself. So I'm going to go back to my list here. Now, this is an odd one. This is one you wouldn't – it's affordable. I've seen it out there, 10 bucks, no problem. Actually, I think I saw it yesterday. I should have probably grabbed it. It um, was TMNT, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Adventures number one. Significance, first Bebop, first Rocksteady. That's the only reason I want the book. You should have got that. I should have. I didn't think about it at the time. I knew what it was, but I was looking around at everything else and just forgot about it by the end of the day. So, It was a long day. It was a very long day. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's mainly why I want it, because Bebop and Rocksteady are the shit. Love them. Love yeah. them from the cartoon. I mean, if it wasn't... I mean, they were created for the cartoon, and then it translated to this comic, so...
0: Hey, I, I actually, you know... it's an, I X- love tw- it's, it an ex- X-
1: it's an X-23 X- thing. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Plus, um...
0: Uh what was it? Uh Seamus played one of them in the newer movie. And yeah. though the movie itself was weak, he his uh interpretation of the character was actually I, I thought pretty great. It was like the highlight of that particular film. Was the only good part was then.
1: Uh I bleed Trinity that uh yeah, essentially yeah, I've watched it. it and I've already forgot it.
0: It's for the best. Other than Bebop and Rocksteady, it's a two hour manifest.
1: So let me explain the Blade Trinity effect. Uh, it's when I watch something so many times, but I still can't tell you what happens in the movie. And it, and it happens the most with Blade Trinity, which I've seen probably about eight or nine times. Couldn't tell you one damn thing that happened in it except, uh, Thunder Cunt and, uh, that's about it. Prison Break Guy. Yeah, the guy played, uh, Link, maybe. Yeah, that yeah, was Link. Yeah. But, that's all I can tell you about it that's so when we when we say I blade Trinity that shit, that's the reasoning behind it, yeah, that's yeah, you know, I think you've
0: actually seen it more than ten times though uh you've been you've been mentioning Blade Trinity almost since I've met you. I think you may have even been up to twenty times by now. I know you've tried to watch it and told me about it several occasions.
1: I try but it, like, leaves my brain as soon as I'm done watching. And the only thing I take from it is, this, oh, oh, the stupid dog, the, the, the uh, vampire dog. I remember that. You see, you're a much cleaner guy than than I. All
0: I ever remember is uh, Jessica Beale crying in the shower and a lightsaber bow.
1: God, I hate that movie. Let's, I let's, like go, the back to, let's bow. go back to comics where I'm happy. Don't make, don't, don't make me relive that, and then you're going to make me want to watch it and forget it again. All right, so hmm, let's pick up another one here. Uh, Daredevil two fifty four. This is off your list. Significance. Uh, typhoid Mary. Ooh, just just a crazy
0: ass. Uh, what is, what's the uh term? White girl. Pyro. Well, yeah, white girl. Yes, but uh, she has uh, a <laughs> split personality. disorder
1: Well,
0: that too. She yeah. has split personality dis- disorder, and she has psychic powers like pyrokinesis. That she, yeah, she doesn't help. She can, but yeah, it's. It's just a great mix, and I know she's recently had a a comeback in thanks to Iron Fist Season 2, so the book has sadly went up, and I stupidly passed on it many times just going, I can get it later.
1: I wonder how that happened
0: considering nobody watched fucking Iron Fist Season 2. Yeah, I mean, I would get more in the fact that they used her for this big crossover arc uh, recently, but uh, I I just always thought the character was cool. She's unstable. She's got one of the personalities is like an assassin you know, pyrokinesis—that's always freaking cool. Just really thought it was a, a real badassy character. Just one I'd like to have, and and any first appearance in a Daredevils is awesome because I love Daredevil anyway.
1: True, I, I know you're you're a big fan for him. I can um, relate. I myself am a big uh, X Men guy. You wouldn't know it from looking through my collection, but I do love those muties. And to own giant size X Men number one—that would be a, a treasure for me. Now I own. X Men Classic Number One, which is a complete reprinting of it. So technically, I own the first appearance of Colossus, Storm, Nightcrawler. You know, I I technically own it, but I want the real deal. I want the big daddy uh, magazine size, giant size X Men. That's what I want.
0: I think we all do, sir. My even me, I would like to have that particular
1: book. It doesn't even have to be you know you know at a, a eight or a nine. Like I don't need a perfect copy. I just want the book. It can be a, a reader book. I, right. I don't care.
0: I have, I myself have a, a perfect copy. I got a 2005 reprint. So I can have the, I, I will take that giant size in pretty much any shape, really.
1: Is that the one with the mock cover? Like, it, it like replicated the cover, but it's kind of yeah. digitized, like on a computer, not hand drawn or anything? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, I think it was. I have a, that too. It was a buck, and I had the book, so I was like, "Well,
0: until I can get the real one, I like to call them a placeholder."
1: Yeah, I got a lot of placeholders. I, I actually have a lot of reprints in my collection, and you know, like Marvel Triple Action and, and Super Action and stuff like that. I love seeing them. You know, technically, it's first appearance. I mean, Eighth. you can't afford the really real are? deal. I mean, fuck it.
0: Hey man, I, there's nothing wrong with it Especially, you know, like I, I have a True Believer, which I love that series And I hope they keep up with them mm-hmm. I have a True Believer Daredevil number one You know, I I never I never got to read the first issue of Daredevil it's, They didn't reprint it that often And I never had anything reprinted in So when they made that True Believer Not only did I get to say I have the first Appearance of Daredevil, but I actually got to read The book for, you know, a little less than $1,600, so
1: Yep, and yeah. it's completely redone you know, it's got, it's got like, that new comic feel to it, that waxy paper. I'm not a big fan of the. How do you feel about the, the waxy I, paper? Do you prefer the old uh, newspaper paper? Or... I,
0: I actually – I like the newer one a little bit better. Really? And here's, here's my reason, okay? It has nothing to do with the art. I just feel like the newer paper, it feels a little bit more secure to me. Like, I don't feel like I have to worry about damaging it as much. I, it just feels a little stronger to me. And I might be wrong. It just – Feels a little better and that's really The only reason I I prefer it I just like the Fact that it's a little More secure and uh, the fact that With the newer paper at least From the books I've seen it doesn't Degrade as much I have a few Books that are from like the 70s That some of the words because it's that kind of paper It's a little hard to read at spots so I kind Of like the fact that yeah I like the fact That the newer stuff's a little durable So just for just for strength And and you know the fact that The quality
1: holds up a little bit better it's nothing, nothing against old books or nothing like that. Hmm. So, what I was going to say is, there is nothing in this world that is a better smell than an old comic. I love just opening up and just giving a good old sniff. I've seen him do it. For hours on end, he's seen me do it. That's yeah. True. But, yeah. So, but I don't know. I just like, uh, just like the way it felt the older comic style paper and, and then they I think they started changing it oh when did they start changing it? I think image is the one that started the the whole waxy paper thing because they wanted to set themselves apart from the from the competitors um, and then I remember they started doing it in the ultimate books the, the ultimate books the paper was a little thicker don't you yeah. think yeah they were that wasn't just on like a different like the paper that they're using now that was like a waxy paper. It was really so,
0: weird. Speaking of Ultimate books, and okay. it's a little off topic. Sure. I just found out today that in Ultimate Avengers three, apparently there was a Chinese Black Widow.
1: I never knew. Huh. Now, I wasn't very big into the Ultimate Universe. I owned all of Ultimate X Men, and I know you did because you're the one that traded me the damn set. Um, it was good, but it was Ultimate X Men was um was basically Michael Bay's
0: X Men. Yeah. And I mean like good Michael Bay. Not I know now he's got the rep, but it was fun. There was a lot of funness in it, but some of it was kind of weird, and not all of it worked out, obviously. Um, but as I've read Ultimate Electra, Ultimate Daredevil, Ultimate Avengers, I read a, almost everything but Ultimate Spider-Man. I've read a lot of Ultimate comics. Mm-hmm. And the thing with Ultimate is I, I felt like they made a lot of odd choices in Ultimate, like Tony Stark having the living brain thing around
1: him. Mm-hmm. Like, that was just weird. I don't know, they, they they made some odd choices in Ultimate. I like that they made Thor an alcoholic. I yeah, that was fun. That yeah, was a lot of fun getting Johnny Storm to drink with him and shit. Another! <laughs> I like the fact that immediately after uh, banging Jean Grey, Wolverine goes, hey, by the way, I was sent here to kill you guys. Funny story, right? <laughs> Needless to say, that didn't go over well. Uh, I did like the Ultimatum arc though. The one that ended yeah. the one that pretty much killed everybody in the ultimate universe that did i sell that to you yeah you did Yeah, yeah i thought so that was that was uh that was fun and the other good
0: thing or not good thing but funny thing about uh the ultimate universe that they would do a lot is they would always kind of Point out every time they'd make a reference to a real life product, so it was always like horribly bad like come on Johnny let's get us a coca-cola <laughs> and it, it, it was it was just it was just something I noticed it's a lot in ultimate they would just always oddly announce these things like I guess trying to be hip to the kids or whatever
1: yeah I mean I can appreciate what the ultimate universe did. Uh they wanted to go with a different route of storytelling and do different things with the characters that they couldn't do in continuity. So having an Else Worlds universe to play in where you don't have to really you know, if you want to bring, say, Vulture or Venom or Carnage or somebody back, you could do it your own way and not have to worry about continuity and what's going on. So Honestly, I, I was fine with that too. And
0: the other thing I really like and I wish we would do another thing like this. Mm-hmm. The other thing I liked about the Ultimate Universe is is you don't, you know, there's no continuity, so you're fully starting over. Because sadly, as much as I love comics, if you follow any hero, any big hero, whatever, it's kind of a mess between numberings and
1: reboots, and it just—it's just, it's just oh, a God. mess. Especially, uh, Daredevil. Good lord! God. You oh try—you try to follow the the Daredevil continuity, just forget it. Even that legacy shit couldn't set it uh, set it straight. For
0: Daredevil, it's literally, and this is me trying to remember, so I might be wrong, but it's like Daredevil 1 through 300, then you read Marvel Knights, which is 1 through like 100 and something, and then it goes back to this other series, which starts at like 100, and then it jumps to the newer series, another series, another series, another, there's like three more, like 20 to 30 issue runs of Daredevil and then it re-uses the original numbering at, like, 600, and now they just started over at number one again. It is a goddamn train wreck.
1: Yeah. And, that, and uh, there's a lot of them like that, though, in Marvel. Let uh, me put it this way. I own
0: four out of five, one being a reprint, number ones for Daredevil. And then I'm you sorry, got, I, And
1: then you have to remember, uh like, Heroes Reborn and shit like that when they started over the numbering, and then they canceled Heroes Reborn and then went back to the original numbering. Like they they bounced around so much, they didn't know what the hell they were doing.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of a mess. And you know, another thing, you know, like I was saying earlier, that I'd really like to see is with Ultimate Universe, and even if they did it now and made another universe, to have the kind of freedom where you can tell any story you want with no, you don't have to worry. Like, okay, well, I'd like to use Venom. Oh no, we Venom is tied up in four thousand arcs because of the movie came out. You to have the freedom because no other, you don't have to worry about other books. You don't have to worry about other continuities. You're creating it all, so you can do whatever you
1: want. I just thought that was just such a great idea. Yeah, but a lot of it, it pissed a lot of people off because it wasn't, you know, the Venom they remembered. It wasn't the the Peter Parker they remembered. So it got right. shit on a lot. So if it's your cup of tea, hey, more power to you. I enjoyed what I read. It was all right. You know, well, see, the, the thing that I
0: I thought that I what I liked about it is it's 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 an alternate. Like it's a shame that people took it to heart. Like, dude, obviously, if you want. You're Peter Parker. Go! You got all the continuity. This is just our take. You could read both. You can do it. I've done it. But, you know, you and I both know all the diehards out there. Some people just can't accept change. Mm-hmm. The pure bloods, the
1: purest. I, you know. I, we don't you're accept anything out of 616, motherfucker. Oh, uh, I will read. If you do
0: a good story, I will read almost anything. You know, I, I'll give anything a shot. You know, as long as I can, unless Batman Jazz. Uh, no, uh, technically, I I read every bit of Batman Jazz that exists. All three issues of that.
1: And didn't we uh, bring this up in la uh, in the other episode, the first episode of Coffee and Comics? Didn't we bring up Batman Jazz? I I think we did. I think and we it, did. We will continue to shit on Batman Jazz forever.
0: Yeah. I mean, I will give it this: it is the most memorable bad comic series I've ever read. Unless you really, really, really like, uh, slow jazz and would like to read a Batman book that was dr- illustrated by the guy that writes on the walls of jazz clubs and Subway. <laughs> I mean, there was that. I, it's, yeah, there was that.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, fuck Batman jazz and the people that did it. Um, Brave and the Bold 200. Can you tell me a significance? I always forget and I'm usually uh, a database for these things. Uh, brave and the bold 200 is the first appearance of katana
0: another character i i really like that i i don't think they i don't think they give her enough love i know she's in a bunch of things but she's always like almost like she is in the suicide squad uh, suicide squad movie which she looked great in it but her character doesn't do much and uh, they gave her her own series back in like 2012 and even that wasn't Bad but I feel like nobody's really Done the amazing story I think you can do With the character I mean she's basically A modern day samurai that has a sword That steals your soul True. You know and all the people that Get cut with it their souls including her husband's Are stuck in the blade And in the in the series And in her past she talks to her husband In the blade you know I've always Thought that made an interesting connection To the character plus I've, I've always really liked The look of her you know Yeah uh, if, and Anybody that follows us long enough should know that I I really have a thing for Asian culture and designs and stuff. And, you know, her character just was just another one of those ones that looks really great. And I
1: never understood why nobody, in my opinion, has really given her the treatment she deserves. Now, I'm trying trying to use my my database brain, and I'm trying to remember the cover of this. Is this the anniversary with the red border and it has, like, a car? Is it a limousine on the front with Batman and Robin?
0: No, you're close. It's uh-huh. uh, Brave and the Bold. It is anniversary. Two hundred okay. was the last issue of the series, from what I remember. And uh, this book's not expensive. It's like thirty or forty bucks. I had a chance to get it, but at Comic Con, I, I bought Thanos instead and was broke. But um, uh, good choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the on the cover, it says uh, Batman Brave and the Bold. Batman guest starring Batman or something like that. It says Batman and Batman. It's uh-huh. two Batmans. And uh, sadly, I've never read the issue. I've never owned it. Um, I know they're out there. Thankfully Katana isn't too too big yet. She's in the new Suicide Squad book that uh Well she was in the movie too. I think that was a little bit of the hype train too. Yeah, well I mean she's in the movie. She was in Birds of Prey for like a second in New Fifty Two, and then she's in that series The Jen Collects that I read all of while I was down there like a champ. And um even in that she's just kinda there. And uh I, I just really feel like there's a lot of potential
1: in this character that they're not really using. Yeah, I'm thinking back to her scene in the uh, in Suicide Squad, and they actually cut it out. If you watch the director's cut, there's actually a scene where she talks to her husband in, in the sword, or is it a deleted scene? I can't remember. It's but in a,
0: it's an Extended Cut, I believe. Okay,
1: okay, so she's actually talking to him, but why didn't they leave that in? That always, that always perplexed me because that was always part of her character, part of her lore. Why would they just leave it out? I have no. I mean, they explained her whole backstory in a
0: paragraph. That's a the, her character felt like an add-on in the movie, which was such a waste because she looked good. She played, you know, she yeah. was played good. That that's the character. I mean, she's not really flamboyant. She's kind of like the the solo, silent warrior kind of thing,
1: and it works. But in the movie, it's just she just really felt like an add-on to me. It was kind of a wasted opportunity. I felt. Here's an idea. Since we know that companies like Sony. And Marvel and everybody else Listen to our show because every time we Mention something the shit gets (laughs) Gets made or you know Whatever so how about this right DC if you're listening Orphan And Katana Together in a book kind of like Green Arrow Green Lantern Back in the day but get Orphan Uh, and Katana together
0: I would like to see them team up And have the villain be ladies
1: And have them fight Lady Shiva Oh (laughs) Oh, that you would get every you would get every variant cover. Song would buy.
0: That's true.
1: Yeah, you
0: DC puts that out. I will buy that day one. I won't even wait the month like I do to pick up my new books. I will go out of my way to go get that <laughs> easy orphan. I have everything but Batman Eternal twenty six. I've got her first appearance as Batgirl, first appearance as Black Bat. I have, like, every first appearance she has, but Batman Eternal, Batman and Robin Eternal 26, which is their first appearance as Orphan. But I have every other book related to Cassandra Cain. Or she would be on this list. Big fan. Not enough love, either. Oh, well. Her Batgirl was, in my opinion, the best Batgirl. I thought she had a really, really cool gimmick. The fact that she didn't speak, but she learned to fight through body motion. Well, she just could read people's body motions so well that even
1: Batman had a tough time fighting her hand to hand. I just thought that was very cool. What what was the line he used to praise her? Because I I remember he said uh, if if she were to really fight me, uh I can't remember the line. Do you remember it? I wish I did, but she she says something
0: like she was holding back or or something.
1: Yeah, and he said if she would if she were to really come at me, this could be a real problem or something like that yeah it's it's just because he, he also had uh said the same thing about deathstroke he said if he was really trying to kill me he would probably succeed
0: yeah that uh, was kind of funny because even uh deathstroke they they kind of complimented each other and he was like I, what would you say like i've been hit by the best and he was better or something like yeah, that Yeah,
1: something like that it was in that uh in his solo series when he went to gotham Death it was like it was like a, was like a three, yeah deathstroke <laughs> the terminator wolfman man that guy wrote some good shit and uh yeah, so Deathstroke went to Gotham, and I think somebody put a hit out on Batman, and then they had a three-part throwdown. That was good. It was yeah. yeah. Good. And that's when he said the line, you know, I've been hit by the best, he's better. You know, and I was just like, well, that's praise and a half, because he's been hit by some big motherfuckers. Had his back yeah. snapped and all kinds of shit. So, yeah, Good stuff. Yeah, very good stuff. So let's break it down. Let's... uh. What else you got? Let's do one more piece, and then we're gonna wrap this up. Sounds good. So, uh, what do you want to talk about? You got one, uh, one more for the for the audience out there. What, what are you looking for?
0: Let's see. Uh, I, I think the other big one right now that, uh, was uh, the everything for the first appearance of uh, Jesse Cruz. I think she's pretty relevant given that she's going to be in the new uh, DC animated film. Was that in uh,
1: New Fifty Two? Yeah,
0: she's a okay. uh, new she. She was created in New Fifty Two. And, um, she was a, um, uh, Green Lantern. She's a, becomes a Green Lantern. She had an evil, like, power ring that sucked the fear out of you. It was pretty cool. And then she eventually becomes a Green Lantern. And, of course, for some reason, I like crazy
1: chicks. So she has, uh, anxiety. <laughs> so she had problems being yeah. a hero. X23, Typhoid Mary, China White. Yeah. You like, lo- you like the crazy one. Yeah, man. I, I love me some crazy. And why, why can't you just be a Lois Lane fan to kind of balance it out, you know? Ah, I wish.
0: And um the other cool thing is her design. So she has the, uh, the green lantern, like, uh, symbol over her eye, and she tends to use her ring as like a blaster. She's not really good at making constructs yet, so she just kinda shoots it. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was kinda cool. Just really, just a fun character, and she's a newer character, which is cool, cause I always say I want DC to make, or any company really, to make new interesting characters. And I think her character's are really interesting. I mean, just, just so um. Uh, so, Simon Baz, I actually like his character, too, but uh, I'd like to find her books a little bit more, and thus far, I, I have not found 30. It's as uh, like 30 and 31 is where she's a Green Lantern, and her mm-hmm. first appearance is uh, Green Lantern 20, which, unfortunately, was Jeff
1: Johns' like farewell to the Green Lantern universe for a well, while. At least he left a gift on his way out the door, like, here, here's a new character for you to use. Right, you're welcome. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go write, uh, Watchmen and completely fail at it. Mm. Well, that,
0: that wouldn't be to a couple years later. And technically, he's still failing at it since it gets delayed more than
1: anything ever. <laughs> yeah, right. So, since we're talking about Watchmen, I, I suppose my last book will be. Now, normally I would bring up Hellblazer because John Constantine is my favorite comic character ever, period, the end. Uh, so Swamp Thing 25, Cameo 37, uh, first full appearance. So, I would say that. But since we're talking about Watchmen, I'm going to switch it up. And that would be DC Spotlight. Now, this was a free kind of like an ad comic, like, hey, this is what's coming out, like a sampler. And it's uh, it's just called DC Spotlight. And it has all of like, the DC characters on the front. They're all kind of running, kind of like X-Men, uh, Giant Size X-Men, how they're all kind of running at the cover or running at yeah. the reader, you know? And it is the first appearance of the Watchmen in comic form. Now you can say that, you know, Watchmen are from Charleston characters. Yeah, that's true. But in DC continuity, this is the very first time you see them. And I would just love to have that book because Watchmen has always been top tier, not just literature, but visually for me for a long, long time. So to have this book would be super awesome for me. Yeah, I, I, I hope for you on that one, sir. Being a free book. It ain't free, free no more. It's pretty pricey now. But if you can find one, because, you know, what do people – okay, like, okay, say nowadays, right? What do most people do with free comic book day comics? Because they were free, what do they do with them? Toss them. Toss them. Uh, you know, use it as, you know, <laughs> uh, puppy pads or whatever, like newspaper, you know, <laughs> for the dogs to piss on. Use it to I light mean, their fire. I mean, because it's free. Um, I, I can't be too
0: minimal. There, there's a few I, I've tossed. Uh, a lot of the ones that turned out to be like samples that weren't full comics, I've actually read those and just tossed them.
1: That's what I mean. Like nobody really keeps them. So this is a sampler from the '80s. So there's not too many of them floating around.
0: Yeah, no. Only people that have them are, are people that would, luckily, the collectors that would just hold on to them to have everything. Right.
1: But and finding one, them. finding one, has presented itself to be quite the problem for me. I oh, have hunted for years to find this book. And Aren't you still one, trying to finish Watchmen in general? Uh, original? The yeah, original did you
0: ever
1: Yeah, but I have it reprinted. I think that's a lot of the problem that hinders me is that I have I have it in uh, Watchmen in graphic novel form. I have it in trade paperback, hardcover. I mean, I have every form of it, so when it's like I see the single issues, I'm like, I mean, I can still read it, but I'll pick them up later. That's my problem. Been there. Yeah, so I think that hinders me Maybe I'll buckle down and really Finish it up one of these days Um, I'm only missing like Three, two or three But um, Yeah, to find a DC Spotlight Non-graded Raw, damn near impossible And it frustrates The living shit out of me Uh, I saw one graded At Comic Con and it was a Graded CGC, I want to say it was 8.5 And the guy wanted like eight hundred bucks for it or something like that. It was eight, seven or eight hundred dollars. I can't remember which. And I'm like, yeah, no. (laughs) Well,
0: that again goes back to the the reason why I've decided to bail on uh, future Baltimore Comic Cons because you can't find anything roll there anymore. If you're not looking for a graded book or something in like the bargain bins, you don't really want to go there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's still go. You know. So, you know, support your local comic businesses and the ones that go to the cons. Yeah, do that. But I don't see. We talked about this in the last episode too. We're, we're looking for raw books. You know, if we're going to get them graded, that's going to be our choice, like we said before. I just don't want to have to pay the upcharge because you've paid your your thirty or forty five dollars to get the shit graded. If I want to do it, I'll do it myself. Right. Don't and don't, so? don't quadruple the price on me. Just because you got it graded before me. Don't be a dick. (laughs) Right? And some, some of these books, um, you know, I'd actually like to
0: read before getting them graded too, you know? You read your, uh, have you read your Lady Shiva? Uh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. But, uh,
1: very carefully. (laughs) (laughs) You put the gloves on? You Uh, put put the the vinyl gloves on? Is that what you did? You know it. The 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 powder gloves.
0: It's in such great shape. I'm so afraid So I'm like just there she is because she's on the cover. So for a while, I wasn't going to read it because I'm like, look, she's right there on the cover. That's her first appearance. I've already seen it. There she is. But I, I wanted to read it. And I've I've read it
1: one time since I've owned it. It's been sealed ever since. Wow. Yeah. So I think that's going to wrap it up for this edition of Coffee and Comics. Um. If you enjoy what you're hearing, we're going to be doing these quite a little more often. So maybe maybe bi-weekly, you know, kind of like the comics, you know, kind of do them every other week. You know, keep it fresh, like our coffee. And then then once a year, we'll do an annual and talk about something completely unrelated. Yeah, that, that just makes perfect sense. All right. So that's going to wrap it up completely. And let's see. So if you're listening to this on the Pulse Podcast Network app, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you're listening to it through any other sources, why not go get the Pulse Podcast Network app where you can get 50 plus shows and we are all the best of the best. The cream of the crop, as the Macho Man would say. So get that. You can get it on iOS and Android, and it is available absolutely completely 100% free, just like that DC Spotlight sampler that I can't get. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> so if you want you can catch us and comic talk and bullshit with us on social media join in the conversation it is at 8 bit ray and that is the number 8 bit ray and that is at if you want to talk to Sean at born 2083 that is 2083 and the coffee is gone and so is our time thank you for listening
0: alright prank monkey let's make mischief oh, thank you 8 <sniffs> Ninety-nine. One hundred. Oh, if only the real chicks went down this easy. Look at that comic book fellow calmly eating candy like a Spaniard. Time for Monkey to shine.
1: I'd like to buy a mint condition Spider-Man number one, please. And I'd like an hour on the holodeck with seven of nine. Oh, Saturn's rings. Let me get that for you.
0: Paper bag or triple mylar?
1: Uh, no thanks. I'll just eat it here. Oh, oh
0: no! What are you doing? Good, fair, poor. Oh. <laughs>